0: My name is Javier Carlin, and welcome to Healthcare Business Radio. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply, and share the top business growth strategies that I'm currently using to grow my own business and to help you grow yours, using only the best insights and advice from top industry leaders. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Healthcare Business Radio. This is your host, Dr. Javier Carlin. And today I'm excited to bring you a very special guest. His name is Jamie. Jamie Schreier. Jamie is a physical therapist, former private practice owner and CEO of Practice Freedom U. He is the author of the Practice Freedom Method, the Practice Owner's Guide to Work Less, Earn More, and Live Your Passion. Jamie is on a mission to help private practice owners grow their business by working less, earning more, and living their best life. That sounds great to me, Jamie. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Uh, Javier, pleasure to be here. So glad uh, that we had a chance to talk finally. I've been following you and looking at what you're doing. Love it, man. So appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Jamie, would you
0: mind just sharing a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, real quick. So,
1: Like most people, I had the bug. I wanted to own my own business, right? I wanted to do my own thing. So I dove right in, took the risk and started building it. I I had my wife, who was my fiance at the time at the front desk. I was the therapist. I was the doctor. I was the show, did my stuff, built it up, delivered great care, started hiring people, building my team. And that's when the S show started. Uh, That's when the stress started and the overwhelm started and the juggling act started And, um, you know, we're talking about a little bit about time management today. Um, No, there wasn't time management. There was work more and more and more. And I finally just started getting really burned out. I had some physical stuff going on. I went on medication because my wife was threatening to say, if you don't calm down, me and the kids are leaving. I mean, it was real bad stuff. And um, I finally just, you know, said, wait a minute. This is not what I signed up for. I mean, business is supposed to be fun. Business is supposed to be, you know, enjoyable. I want to help people and all this other stuff and make a great living and provide for my family. And that was not what was happening. And then a freak thing happened where my entire practice burned to the ground. Crazy. There was an electrical fire on a Sunday. No one was hurt, but it burned to the ground. So between what was going on prior to the fire and then the fire itself and being off for for three or four months, it really gave me time, Javier, to think to reflect and to be like, what is this all for? I contemplating getting out of physical therapy, getting out of the whole business itself and maybe going into something else. But I said, you know what? I don't know really what I'm doing. I'm a good therapist. I spent a lot of time and energy, but I don't know how to build the business of physical therapy. So I said, I'm not giving up. I'm going to immerse myself. I'm going to invest. I'm going to do whatever I have to do because I know what kind of business I want. I want a business that's able to run with a great team that gives me control, that gives me what I call now practice freedom, that I don't have to work my tail off all over the place and I can make a good living and I can impact other people and just really have the whole shebang. So that's what I did. Thought it would take me maybe a year. It took me nine years, but I didn't give up. I finally did it in 2013, removed myself from the day-to-day created and managed an amazing team, tripled my practice from the time that the fire happened and just created an amazing life. And I said, you know what? I want to share my story with others. And that's how I got into this world of Practice Freedom You and really helping being on a mission to help any practice owner out there that wants to build a real business, that wants to have a business that's less time, more money and live an amazing life, that opportunity. So that's, that's how I'm here. Yeah, that's amazing. And you know, I think one
0: of the biggest takeaways for me is, is the idea that like you literally had your practice burned to the ground. That's a crazy experience. And, and the fact that, you know, you, you stood up and said, you know what, like, this is still something that I want to do, but I want it done in a different way. Right. And I want to make sure that it's, it's a business that serves me and the people in my life how they're meant to be served. I I think that's amazing. What exactly what maybe those are the things that we'll dive in today, but what was that shift? Like if I know there are probably several shifts, uh, but what was the key thing that, that allowed you to go from a practice that was sounded like sucking your soul, right. To one that actually gave you the freedom that you were looking for.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of mindset shifts, setbacks, forward movement along the way. I mean, millions of them just when I was thought I was moving forward, then all of a sudden one of my staff was arrested for properly touching a patient when I wasn't there. And then all of a sudden I'm on the news. I mean, there's that going on. There's a department of labor saying one of your employees is said that they weren't paid proper overtime. And what the hell did I know about overtime? I, I just relied on my office manager to handle it and she didn't pay her. So, you know, those kind of setbacks, but you know, there, there really wasn't one thing. I think the biggest thing in business is you have to have a lot of grit I mean, there's a book, Grit, you got to have a lot of courage and you got to have a lot of belief in yourself. I mean, you see it like, you know, a lot with athletes. I mean, with the 24 hour news, you see with the athletes and they all kind of say the same thing. And sometimes it can just come off like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you're in it and I know you're in it right now, you're launching your business and man, it takes just that courage and belief that you can do this and that the outcome is worth it. And there's a whole thing with Cortez and burning the ships. I'm not going to say I burned the ships, but I put everything I had into it because I knew it was possible and I knew I was capable of doing it and I wasn't going to accept anything else. If I failed, I failed, but I would never stop trying because I wanted that result. I've seen people, not many, but I've seen people who had a business who also had a great relationship with their spouse, great kids you know had money to be able to do what they want had a great team at work impacted and helped so many people i was like i want that so that's what really kept me going is my belief in myself and my belief that it was possible and what i wanted was what i wanted and i wasn't going to accept for anything less
0: yeah that's powerful that's really powerful and i think you know like you mentioned it's something that we hear a lot but it's the truth. Like that's it. That's the key to really ultimately getting what you what we truly say that we want. So I think that's amazing and I know one of the we were uh, talking before we went live for this podcast episode and you had mentioned a time management system. Something that I don't think anyone's ever heard before at least from what I understood. So I'm curious. You know when it comes to time management and especially in the conversation about freedom, right? What
1: what is your definition of time management? Well, first of all, as you know, time cannot be managed, right? We've heard that one before. Time cannot be managed. But you know what can be managed is us. So when we talk about time management, we talk about our ability to organize our time, to prioritize things. It's interesting. I was listening to a TED Talk the other day. I forgot the woman's name, but it was really, really interesting. She goes, you know, I had a friend. Who I spoke with, and the friend said, "You know what, I am so busy, I don't have time for everything, anything. Hey, let's go grab a drink. I don't have time. Hey, let's go uh, you know meet up for a coffee. I don't have time. And then something happened with the person's daughter, and the person's daughter had to go to the doctor, and there was like a serious thing going on, and then that same person that didn't have time took several days off to be with his daughter in the hospital. What changed? what changed was Time is all about priority. We have time to do the things that are most important to us. And when something happens like our health or like a loved one, we make the time. So when we say we don't have time, what we're really saying is we're not sure how to prioritize what's most important as an activity and what's maybe not so important. Because most of us, uh, especially in business, are getting pulled from a million directions, right? That's one of the biggest problems. We're always thinking and consumed about work, right? Initially, it's fun. I'm sure you're like, oh my God, it's fun. I think about it all the time. Well, five years later, you're like, oh my God, it's dragging me. So our energy is depleted. Our emotions are going up and down. There's a feeling of like endless to-dos, endless messes. When we clean something up, there's 40 more behind us. So this is the problem that, that we all have. One of the things that also is a big issue is, this feeling of unaccomplishment. It's like, I never feel good because I always see more and more stuff. So this is what's in front of us. We all have the same 24 hours a day. We've heard that one. We've heard the Richard Branson stories like, well, Richard Branson has 24 hours in a day, but he's a billionaire. You know, we're We're 1,000 errors and 100,000 errors, and some of us are $10 errors. So, it's what's the difference in how that person is thinking and operating? So, I discovered that there are two kinds of thinking. Some people refer to two kinds of economies. There is the economy that looks at time and effort, and there's the economy that looks at results. All right. So let me let me give you uh, an example. So most physical therapists, most practitioners are in the time and effort economy. Time and effort is more of a security economy. You work for someone, you have a job, you make money, right? It's secure, it's stable well, for the most part. And that's fine. And then there's people like you and people like me and people like that are listening that are like, well, you know what? I want to move to the results economy. I want to open up my own business and I don't want a guaranteed income. I want the opportunity to make the money I want to make, to help the people I want to help, to do it in the way. So that person is creating the opportunities of how they want to live, how they want to treat, and how they want to do everything else. That's the results economy. It's about creating a business that achieves results with the minimum, the minimum amount of time and effort needed to get it. That's the big picture right there. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. So that becomes the premise. So with that said, when you start looking at the days of the week, we discount the old archaic model from the 1920s, right? The industrial age model that model was was told to you cuz we all have 7 days in a week that's just kind of how the world created right 5 days a week from 8 to 5 with an hour lunch that was created like someone just thought of that that best served their industrial big business but we've adopted that for so long and that is starting to get broken down so with this practice owner this entrepreneurial thinking there's 7 days in a week so how do we operate Achieving the results that we want and creating the life that we want using those seven days. So, what I created is the smart owners time system. The time system consists of three types of days. You with me so far? I'm with you. There's three types of days. There are free days, there are treatment days, and I'll explain treatment days in a minute. And there are admin days, administrative days. Let's talk about free days. Free days is literally a period of a whole day where it is all about you re energizing and rejuvenating yourself. It's a day where you enjoy and do the activities that are outside of work. And before you say, Javier, but I love what I do, I know you love what you do. (laughs) However, it's critical to have outside hobbies and outside interests. And to be able to take vacations and do things like that, so that's where where a free day is critical. The other day, a treatment day. A treatment day is just another word for a day where you are actually making money or doing activities that lead to making money. So the most obvious treatment day activity would be treating patients, where it's kind of where I got you know the treatment you know treatment day. However you may not actually be treating patients. You might be meeting with doctors. You might be doing an activity like this, doing a podcast that leads to people following you, that leads to generating revenue or something like that. So there's lots of different activities, but the key to a treatment day is the activity is a revenue producing activity. And then the the other day, is what's called an admin day. And just like it sounds, this day is designed to clean up the messes, to get rid of the administrative stuff, the paperwork, to organize your business, to look at the processes and all that stuff, to delegate things off your plate. So these are the three constructs of days. So that's how we originally originally start that that kind of conversation. So can I dive into a little bit of kind of what they how that works yeah, totally yeah let's hear it okay. I
0: love to, yeah I' love to hear it and I, I love the idea I think you brought it a really interesting point. A lot of the construct, the social constructs that we've had for so long, right? They came from a completely different age, a completely different era. And like you mentioned, it's been the norm for so long that that's what we're used to. And I think I think we're starting to see a shift, especially with what's happened over the past couple of years. A lot of people are like, "This doesn't make any sense. Like, why? You know, why is it still set up this way?" And people are getting frustrated with the system. And I think that's why we're seeing so many uh, healthcare professionals going into business ownership. So I think this is very timely,
1: no pun intended. So I'd love to hear. It. Yeah, keep 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 it going. Exactly. And one of the things Javier is also that we're wired with school and with society that hard work, if you put the effort, you put the hard work, you're going to achieve success. Well, I know a lot of practice owners. Tons of them, hundreds of them that I've met. And they are some of the most talented, skillful practitioners in the world. But you know what? They're all not successful. And I don't just mean financially successful. They're not successful as in the balance between home life and work life. They're not successful in the key relationships in their life. They're not successful in helping as many people as they can, not just what they can do, but what their team can do. So you start looking at success. They're not successful as in taking care of themselves and their own well-being. So, they're not hitting the success mark on multiple angles, but they work their asses off. See, that's a problem. So, it isn't about hard work. Now, is it going to take work and effort? Yeah, it always takes work and effort. But eventually, you want that to pay off where you start focusing on the things that you like to do and you love to do, and you start putting in constructs with people and with technology and systems to help you keep continuing to deliver high value and high quality results. So so here's the thing.
0: With that, one thing that comes yeah. up for to me too, because you, you mentioned hard work. And you know, one of my mentors loves to say there's guesswork, there's hard work, and then there's a framework. Right. Mm-hmm. And it sounds to me like you've got the framework that we're about to to break down. Everything's a framework.
1: That's so right. here's how free days work for most people. Free days work for most people that You work hard. You become exhausted. You become like, I can't take it anymore. And you go away for a weekend. And magically, you think you're going to come back fully rejuvenated, mentally there and ready to get to work again. And the reality is you come back feeling good. And in about one second, somebody asks you a question and you're right back at, you know, I look at a gas tank. You're right back at that, you know, the light where it says you're on E. That's how the world works. Free time, vacations, PTO is something that is deserved, right? You have to earn that. Just like in uh, in the time and effort economy, when you're an employee, you do actually physically have to earn it. But as entrepreneurs, see what we believe at Practice Freedom you and what we teach, no, you need time off, Javier, because it's a requirement. You need to be at the top of your game. You can't come into this podcast conversation on an E. You can't come in kind of dragging and like, hey, tell me your story and all that. That won't jive. You can't come in treating patients at that level. You can't come in having meetings with your staff, having meetings with potential referral sources at a low level. You need to come in as a high level. So I like to look at it as that gas tank needs to be full. And as it starts to go down, if it hits like halfway, You fill it back up. You don't wait till it gets down there. That's a big shift for so many people because we're so used to killing ourselves and then being rewarded. So that's really where that comes in. Create a list of activities you want to do. Create a list of um, places you want to go. Vacation spots you want to do. And put it on the calendar in advance. It's not, oh, there's a snowstorm outside while well, you're in Florida, not too many snowstorms, but there's an earthquake coming. Half my schedule canceled. You know what? This afternoon's going to be a free day. No, it doesn't work like that. You know, the year that I finally removed myself from the day to day of the business, I took 137 days off. And the reason I know that is because I scheduled them in advance. I scheduled the vacations I wanted to take. I scheduled if I wanted to take a Saturday off or a Sunday off or a Friday off, or perhaps I wanted to work on a Sunday and take a Tuesday off. I scheduled those days in the future and was able to then know that that's how many days I took off. And what happened? My business shot up greater than any other time previously when I was in the business. I owe that directly to free days. And being so on my game and so mentally there, I know you talk a lot about active listening and being present. You know what? That happens much greater when you are physically at a higher level and you are physically more present. Those are free days,
0: yeah, I love that. And I think that that's that's so important. And you know you mentioned putting it on your calendar. And a few months ago, I was at a conference, and one of the speakers posed this question. It's like, hey, do you think that thinking, is important, right? And everyone, yeah, I think he's important. It's like, then why isn't it on your calendar? If it's so important, why isn't it on your calendar? And this just reminds me of that because I think we all know that these free days, right, are important and that they're important. As even as as healthcare professionals, where we know that taking care of ourselves is important, right? We forget about that, and it's so easy to for so many people in the day to day. But it it makes perfect sense. And I love the idea of also scheduling out, you know, when are those days, those times throughout your, not just, you know, weeks, but in the entire year, what what plan those days out
1: so that they actually, I would, I would challenge everyone to start for the next month. Start small. I mean, start this week. Are you working Saturday or not? It's amazing, Javier, how many people can't answer me when I ask you, so are you going to be off next Tuesday? I don't know. We'll see. In other words, they're going to see if someone else's calendar causes them to work. They're not in control of that. And one of the things we have to get back in the world of time management is control. So by scheduling time off and starting with that, if you do nothing else, and if you're listening to this call right now, listen to this podcast, you do nothing else. Just for the next 30 days, schedule the time that you are going to be fully off for that day. No work. I don't care if it's one day a week. Get into that habit of doing that and you'll start to see it come to fruition more and more. And you'll start to see how not only energized you are, but how clear your thinking is and how you start to see your business differently. So let's get into that one area that you talked about. So the next construct of a day is treatment days. Some people refer to this as focus days, but treatment days are income producing activities. So us being therapists, Treating is an income-producing activity, no question about it. But so is marketing. And to your point, so is thinking. So is having time to really think and to really be creative and kind of think about, well, where your business is going and what's going on? And to your point, we don't have that schedule. So what if we actually had those activities on our calendar scheduled ahead of time? The easiest one is treatment. For the most people, those are already scheduled using an EMR system, but your EMR schedule isn't your schedule, right? That is your one schedule over there, but it's failing on the other aspects. It doesn't have your time off on there. It doesn't have the other activities, maybe uh, a doctor meetings or things like that, or time to think and reflect, maybe do some you know debriefs around some things that you're doing. These are really key activities that lead to revenue and making money. Extremely, extremely important. So here's a, here's a way to, one of the challenges people have with this, this type of day is when we start out treating, we start out treating with the idea of, look, I'll treat anybody anytime, anywhere. You want to come in at seven in the morning? I'll come in. You want to come at eight at night? I'll be there because I'm trying to do everything I can to make money. All right. Seems like a good notion. Here's the problem. I went into work at seven in the morning and I got home at seven thirty at night or eight thirty at night some nights because I became everything to everybody. Now, it doesn't mean I was you know, fully booked from seven to eight, seven. It just means I was there seven to seven. But I might have had an hour gap here, two-hour gap here, three-hour gap here. And what most of us do is we use that time to kind of quickly do another activity. Now, the activity is not necessarily documentation. The activity is not necessarily a treatment activity. The activity could just be anything we're trying to get off our plate. And what happens most of the time is then we're in the middle of the activity, we stop the activity, and then we jump right back into because the patient's here. And as you probably know, that our brains do not work that way. We love very similar activities. We love getting into flow of activities, kind of like you sit down and, you know, I wrote a book, The Practice Freedom Method. There were times I sit down and started writing uh, for my book. Four hours went by like that. There was other times that I sat down, I wrote barely anything. Eight hours went by and it was the hardest, most struggling thing in the world. Because I wasn't in a flow because I was constantly interrupted with other things. So by grouping activities together, we call it chunking activities, specifically treatment activities. You will be more efficient. You will be more focused. You will be more energized. And that will create other time on your schedule to do something else. So what I recommend with chunking activities is grouping things together in half days. You can start out with two-hour blocks, but I highly recommend doing more. So if you're going to be at the office and treat, then block out your calendar from eight to twelve and treat. And then block it out from let's say 12 to 4 and don't treat and don't put anybody in. Your schedule will be more full and you'll be more efficient. Eventually, what I what we do with our clients is we start with wherever they are and usually your schedule's all over the place. They're working 50 hours a week treating plus the other hours managing and their efficiency is not very good. Their utilization is very low. So what we do is half days first and then we get rid of entire days. Because when you have an entire day off from treating, you can start doing what the third construct is, the third type of day, which is admin days. But before we get to that, you'll start to see that you become more efficient in your time, you start getting better results and we're all about getting results and things start to become easier. And it doesn't make any sense intuitively because you're working less. And yet it happens every single time.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, just just to speak to that, we actually, when we first opened up the practice a couple of years ago, we had Wednesdays off we closed down Wednesdays and I had a few patients as this was in the growing phase that were like, Oh, like I'd I'd love to come in, but Wednesday would be my best day. Right. And it's like, well, you know, I'll be in, in the office anyway, working on a couple of things. Right. And one, you know, started with one person. All right, just come in at two. I'll I'll take care of you. Right. And then of course the next person, right. Hey, you know, Wednesday would be great. You know what? Yeah. Just come in at at two. Like I can do two people on, on Wednesday. Right. And all of a sudden your entire afternoon, Where you used to have an RPA revenue producing activity of of marketing to get more people in the rest of the days. Now your whole afternoon is booked because as soon as you say one, you know, yes to one person, you've already broken that boundary. And now it's so much easier for that to escape you. So I stopped it right there. I'm like, no, this cannot happen. Right. And I caught myself and I did that also, you know, in the morning sometimes at 7 a.m. And I was like, nah, if I don't go to the gym in the morning and make sure I take care of me first. I'm not a good, I'm not good at treating anyone else the rest of the day. And I'm just going to be in a upset, you know, pissed off mood the rest of the day. So I canceled that, you know, as soon as I started to feel that a few weeks in. And to your point, right? That's something that I know a lot of people struggle with. It's like, but I really want to be able to help people. And you know, whatever time I can get them in, I want to get them in because I don't know what if they like say no to coming to me and go to someone else. And it's that fear. That gets people to is. start.
1: Yeah, that's it. Javier, there it is. So, it's mm-hmm. it's it really comes down to that fear of what if they go somewhere else? And here's what happens most of the time. They don't because if they know you can help them, if they value your services, they will find a time. I and mean, it's like doctors, you call up a doctor. Hey, doc, you know, I need to have a quadruple bypass. Monday doesn't work for me. I'm really busy. I got some other stuff going on. Can you do Sunday? I know you're spending time with your family. They'll be like, no. So it's all about really having the confidence and the security and and the self-worth of valuing your time. And you know what? If they happen to go somewhere else, so what? Because if you're focusing on activities, I love that, revenue-producing activities, activities that equal producing money. When you start getting good at that, you're going to have so many other people coming in and they're going to be coming in with your schedule, and of course, with the schedule of the other people that you have, that you're not gonna worry about that one person. But if you get into the habit of doing that, you will start to try to become everything to everybody. And there's nothing that creates more overwhelm and burnout than doing that. And that's the problem we get into when we start our businesses. We think we're doing it for the right reasons, but the reality is we start wearing ourselves down and there's nobody more important I mean, nobody, then the number one asset in your business, and that is you. You are the number one asset. You need to take care of yourself and watch yourself like a hawk. If not, you will give everything to everybody, and then you'll be worthless to everybody that you need to make sure you're taking care of. That's the hard part as this do-gooder, want to help and heal the world people. We're caught into that mix and that's why this uh construct this uh, time system helps um helps get away from that but there are areas where you're going to fight it that's normal you're going to fight reducing your schedule into chunking times you're going to fight that for sure but if you have the courage to do it you're going to quickly see the results on the other side of it you're actually going to help more people and be better
0: yeah and and you know really good point it just reminds me of the idea also that i think Maybe this is related to the admin time that we can dive into next, but I know a lot of people when they hear, oh, you should have a weekly meeting with your team. And they think, wait a second, you know, you're, you're telling me to block off two hours, three hours, four hours a week to actually lead my team and to talk to them and to meet with them. It's like, yeah, you know, like what we're taking away of potential money, making money money. Right. Exactly. So, so I'm not sure if that's part of the admin time, uh, but it's just a a thought that I came, that I just crossed my mind. And it's like, that's, you know, in in your business, that's a massive asset and your team needs to feel right? Like they're a part of the team <laughs> and like you're there for them and you're, you're constantly training each other on how to create a better experience for everyone. So anyway, just wanted to throw that in there because I know that's- No, it, it, and it. it's, a, it's yeah. a perfect
1: segue. The most underappreciated and overlooked day is the admin day. The admin day is really about cleaning up messes. It's about delegation. It's about developing processes. It's about reducing the confusion and the stuff that's happening in your business right now. And yes, a part of that day is about communication and having meetings with the most important people in your business, aside from you, is your team. So, you know, this day, again, it's a full day where you can immerse yourself into handling the stuff, the message, the junk. It's not revenue producing. It's not treatment or marketing. It's not free time. It's the other stuff. It's the buffer time between the two. And this day is the most critical. So what I started to do and and what we've taught others since, I started to create more blocks of time, not just an hour here, an hour there, but like four hour blocks of time where I can just handle stuff. So yes, it might be paperwork or whatever, but a lot of it was, So what is the biggest obstacle, the biggest limitation, the biggest frustration to me? And a lot of time, it was a staff-related issue. And it was, okay. well, as um, Edwards Deming said, that 94% of the problems in a business are process-related and not people-related. I started to think about, so is the process clear? Is there confusion? Where is what's going on? So during this uh, admin time, I was able to sit and start looking at how do I improve the processes? How do I better gauge my team? How do I better communicate with my team? So I started booking the meetings during this time. I started looking at delegations and other messes that were happening. And every time I cleaned something up, I got a burst of energy. And later on, I would track the progress of that. And all of a sudden, the numbers and the metrics started to improve. So because I was blocking out time on something that wasn't directly bringing in money or giving me re-energizing time, but this was allowing me to build a foundation, which eventually allowed me to remove myself from the day-to-day business. This was, I think, the biggest key in um, in that evolution that, again, most people do not spend time actually putting in the foundation of the business and they're just too busy doing it, doing it, doing it day in and day out, treating everybody, running around, running around, going home exhausted, giving the least amount to your family and friends, and then doing the same thing over and over and again. It just becomes this groundhog day type of thing.
0: Yeah. And and the crazy thing about all of that, you mentioned, you know, going back home exhausted to your family and your friends. And For most people that go into business, like that's why they started it in the first place, was yeah. You thought so, right? Yeah, most people would think so, right? To to help more people make more money and spend more time with the people that they love the most, and it ends up being the opposite if these things aren't put into place. So I'm curious, you know, for those who are listening, who are like, I get it, right? Free days, treatment days, admin days are important. I understand. But I'm super busy. Right. How do I actually start putting those things in place? So what strategies can owners look? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's look, it's tough. It's really tough because we're all busy. We're all busy, 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 busy. There's a great quote. Henry David Thoreau quote says busy. So, too, are the ants. The question is, what are you busy about? And that's what it comes down to. So there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, whatever you do, start small. Don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. You want to create a free day? Create one free day. How about this Sunday? This Sunday, no work. No thinking, no talking about it, no doing. Not even a quick little thing. Just one day without work. Because what I've come to know is most business owners can't do that. There's going to be something they do. They're going to check their email around work. They're going to look at some reports around work. They're going to do something. So start as small as that. The other thing you can do is take one day, look at your week of treatment, take one day and see if you can squeeze some treatment time together. Instead of being open from you know from nine to, to one and having two or three, four patients coming in, maybe reduce that nine to 12, just one hour. I promise at the end of the week, you're not gonna lose any visits, but you're now gonna get back an hour of time. There's a couple other tools and tips and tricks here. The most important thing you can do is get clear. And the way you get clear is determining what is the outcome you want in the next 30 days. Simple question. I've asked hundreds of people. It's amazing how most of them cannot answer it. What is the one thing that's more important than everything else in the next 30 days that you want to accomplish? Once you get clear on that one thing, you're then able to determine, well, why is that one thing important? How does that one thing fit into your overall vision or perhaps your 90-day goal or your yearly goals? Why is this thing? And that why question is important because it solidifies the reason you're doing this. And then you come up with, well, is there anything that's going to prevent you from achieving that? So if your one thing, let's say, is to increase my... Quote, free time or my non my efficient time by five hours. Okay. So in 30 days, you're going to reduce your patient care by five hours. You're not necessarily going to reduce the number of patients you see. You're just going to reduce the number of time that that you're available. So then why is it important? Because it'll give you more time to work on other things and and supporting your staff and cleaning up messages and maybe marketing. Okay, those are really important things. What's standing in the way? Well. I don't know. I'm too nice. I can't say no. Well, what's a possible strategy? Well, why not tell your front desk, here's my schedule and give them very explicit instructions. Whatever you do, do not allow me to, to fit somebody in. Like, just do not allow me to do that because I'm my own worst enemy. And then you come up with an action plan. Step one, determine what hours you want to chunk together. Step two, tell your front desk of the plan and why it's important. Step three, give them permission to protect that time no matter what. I guarantee within 30 days, you're going to have more hours. But it's getting clear on what you want, getting clear on why it's important, and starting with very simple step-by-step action steps to start moving towards. Look, Javier, I'm not going to paint a picture that this is easy. If it was easy, it wouldn't have taken me nine years when I made the commitment to start building my business but what it is is possible. And if what you want is what you want, then you're going to have to get over some bad wiring, some bad outdated habits and some stuff that people have told you that is not doing you any favors and doing the people you're treating and people you're you're hiring any favors. If that's if you, what you want is what you want, then you have to get over some of those things. So that 90-day sprint is key. Using your or your 30-day, that 30-day planner is key. Using your calendar, I think is another great way. I think people don't use their calendar enough. I have a calendar. I color code it in those three days. If it's free days, it's in green. If it's uh, focus days, it's in, uh, or not focus days, uh, treatment days or revenue producing days and in blue. And if it's uh, buffer days or uh, admin days, it's in yellow. And that's how I organize my week. It doesn't mean it's perfect. But that's the intent that I have. Some other things that I hear. Well, Jamie, I can't leave. Well, why can't you leave? I don't really trust my team if I leave. Well, think about what you just said. You don't trust your team if you leave. So, what you're saying is you can never leave. Well, how about this? How about you do leave and see what happens? Chances are, like me, your place isn't going to burn down. But here's what I've heard so many times from people because we work not only with practice owners. Javier, we also work with their teams. And what I've heard is they love it when the owner leaves because it gives them a chance to shine. It gives them a chance to prove they can do this. And they're going to do everything they can not to interrupt and not to call the owner. But so many of us don't give them the opportunity. And here's the other great advantage that um, you have when you leave your office. And I mean, go away for a few days is you get to come back and see where the problems are. Some problems might not be a problem you think. It might be another issue. Then those becomes the things that you want to work on with your team, of course, during your admin days. And those are the things you want to start to fix and start to put in better processes in place. So by being away, it actually provides you very clear the areas you need to work on. And it reaffirms the areas that the staff knows are not clearly in place versus you always being there and thinking, you know, but never really being sure. So that's that's a, a question I get a lot. There's another question that, well, my team always needs to reach me. I need to be available just in case. Javier, I don't know about you, man, but that just in case crap is exhausting. <laughs> just in case, just in case. I mean, it's a, it just drives me crazy. You know what? Your team doesn't need to reach you. That's just a story you're telling yourself. They will figure it out. Give them a chance to figure it out. And you know what? If they absolutely can't, and there's something major going on, chances are you're not going to do anything about it anyways. It's going to ruin your vacation. It'll still be there when you come back. And if they really needed to get to you, they will. But if you just say, hey, I'm here. If you need me, hey, check in with me. me. That's your own stories. And that will create sabotage in this ability to create a business that can run day to day, day to day without you. That means patients can come in, be taken care of, notes can be done, bills can be sent out, day to day questions can be answered, and you don't need to be in there actually doing any of that. This time system of free days, of treatment and revenue producing days, and of administrative cleaning up messes days is how you start to do this and how you start getting clarity around where you put your time, depending on what type of day it is and how much more efficient you become. That's huge.
0: And I think... It's so underrated and people still will listen to this and say, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. But I want to grow to a certain point first and then I'll start taking time off. It's like, no, you missed the point. (laughs) You missed the point completely. What would you say to those? Because we have a lot of listeners who are also just starting, right? So you gave some incredible tips for those. And maybe it's the same for those that are already in the thick of it and need to start pulling back. For those that are just starting and starting to gain some clientele, would you recommend them start setting these days up from, you know, as soon as as possible? Or is there a specific period
1: where they should 110%. Set them up now. Now's the easiest part. It's so much harder. I had 15 employees. I'm running around with my head chopped off. I I got the $50,000 in expenses every month. It's hard to take this risk, this leap of faith to create these days. And I resisted for so many years to do it. I did a little bit, I did a little bit, but I never really did it. And once I did, it worked fantastic, better than I ever thought. So for people that are starting out, why would you start out in the bad habits, then get out of them? Start maybe your schedule is three days a week. You work 10 hours a day, three days a week. You know, if you're doing two patients an hour or even one patient an hour, that's 30 patients. Why don't you get that schedule busy first versus I'm available 50 hours a week. I'm going to see three patients on Monday. I'm going to see two patients on Tuesday, eight patients on Wednesday. And you have all of this wasted time and you come home exhausted because you're still in the the clinic. You're still kind of doing stuff. It's not organized. What this time system is, is an organization of what activities you do. In separating them between the activities you do that make you feel good, the activities you do that actually lead to generating money, and the activities that you do to help clean up and organize the business. Because initially, there's going to be two activities you do more than anything else. Well, well three. One is you're going to be marketing and building relationships. That is a revenue-producing, I'm stealing that, by the way, a revenue-producing activity that is going to help you get busier. The second one is going to be treating the patients, of course. Then you're going to be doing some of the admin type of stuff to help organize things as you bring on people, or maybe you do some hiring, or maybe you start streamlining some of the um, processes on how you generate revenue or collect money at the front or whatever the case is. So you start building your time management system up with the development of the company. And as you do that, it becomes easier to do it versus starting out in this backward ass way of of organizing your time and just literally being everything to everybody and working 60 hours a week, but not making the money that you want and just absolutely exhausting you, which then leads to making poor decisions. Because as we know, when we're exhausted, when we're overwhelmed, we make bad decisions, we become more reactive than responsive. And then that takes us down a whole nother set of rabbit holes. So and yeah, had my clear answer. No, move yeah. this right away. Yeah,
0: I love that. I love that. And it, it becomes a pattern. It becomes a habit, right? And it's so much harder to get out of it, like you had mentioned. So that's gold, Jamie. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for spending some time with me, with our listeners. I'm sure everyone got a ton of value out of this. Now for everyone listening, information is not enough right? We have to actually take this and implement it. So I would love for anyone listening right now to reach out to Jamie, reach out to myself and let us know, how are you actually going to implement this in your business, in your life today? Not tomorrow, today. So Jamie, thanks again, man. Do you mind sharing with our audience where they can keep up with you and your work if they'd like to learn more?
1: Yeah. I mean, if if you have a business and you're looking at finding how to grow your business um, or if you're in the weeds with everything and you really want to build it, you're you're just kind of this ambitious person. You're like, I want what I want. Um, You can reach out to me. We can set up a time to talk at practicefreedomu.com slash discovery call. Other than that, you can follow me on all the social media channels, practicefreedomu.com. You get some resources there. Uh, you could sign up to get uh, different newsletters and different things that I send helpful tips and articles Of course, social media, Facebook, practice, freedom, you business page uh, at Jamie Schreier all over the place. And, you know, I, I try to promote and produce a lot of stuff to try to help people, but if you are serious and you, and you really want to uh, move things forward, you know, we do help a lot of people do this and it is possible no matter where you are, whether it's hundred thousand dollars in revenue or 3 million in revenue, if there's more that you want, don't try to do this all on your own. It's painful. <laughs> it's painful and expensive, and it doesn't have to be that way. We have the Practice Freedom Method. It works.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yes, never ever try to do things on your own. <laughs> just don't reinvent so the wheel, Javier. It, it's not it, worth takes, it. it. It just takes so much more time, and that's that's what today was all about, right? How do we get our time back? Um, so that that's one way you do it. Jamie, thanks again. This was great. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. All right. Take care, everyone. See you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn how to build a successful business. So I have something special just for you. If you are a healthcare expert who is in business or is aspiring to be, and you're curious about how to grow a profitable, impactful business, then you are going to want to pay attention because as a listener of this show, I want you to win. So I've created a bundle of resources exclusively for the listeners of Healthcare Business Radio. impact more people, and build a business that works for the lifestyle that you want and that serves your family at the highest possible level, head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com forward slash insider right now so you can win big in your healthcare business and in life.